plutonium or uranium. It is, in my opinion, not interesting. I don't intend to answer it. If you ask me that question on camera, I will shut up. I will sit silent. You're not going to get an answer out of me on that. Okay. And if I ask you on camera if you know Bob Lazar, can you just say no? I will sit silently. Hello again. How is everybody doing? Um, we've got stuff to talk about tonight about old Bobby Lazar, the gift that keeps on giving to ufology. Uh, before we get into that, remember, um, if you want to help us out, become a channel member. Uh, you can become a patron. You can just super chat us some questions. Um, Ollie and I are in the, uh, the process of uh, redesigning all of the merch so uh seeing how ollie's in control of the buttons that would turn out i'm sure he's going to bring up the merch now now um so if we're redesigning the merch you might find that these vanish from the store when we've when we've done that so if you've ever seen like that because i think the the demon type thing that he's got looks really cool especially on that gray hoodie um if you want some of these things then you best buy them now because we want the whole thing sorted out before we go to America, which is we will be there in five weeks time, by the way. Um, so if if you want one, get one within the next couple of weeks. Otherwise, they might disappear forever. And then we've got something really cool lined up for merchandise. I think you're really going to like. I like it. Without further ado, Oliver, my lad, how are you doing, mate? I'm good. Good. I'm glad. I'm not as orange. I'm, You're I not think as orange. I, I, I not think, as orange. I, I think I'm, I'm fixing the... I, I had a barbecue tonight. You look like you've got mildly high blood pressure. Good. Mildly high blood pressure, though. I'll take um, that. The, uh, so we're going to talk about a documentary that's coming out tomorrow. Is this coming out? I I think... Um, well, we'll ask him, but I, th I think I'm going to put it... He, he might be launching it straight after the show. Right, okay. So if that's cool. true, uh, then I'll, I will literally, it's ready to go in the description. I haven't put it there at the minute because it's unlisted. Well, let's ask the man himself. Weaponized ASD. Uh, when's the documentary come out, my friend? Probably after the show. I think it's probably oh, a good move. It feels, like, it feels like a good time to do it. I'll get uh, it ready for you. Uh, how are you doing? I'm good. Thanks. Good. It's a, it's a bit late, but perfectly fine for me. So, 
Yeah, yeah. I, I did. I, I he's like, is it, is it eleven o'clock your time or something like that? Uh, ten, ten o'clock. Ten o'clock. Well, mate, you, we, we've got alien scientists joining us at some point for the show. So I appreciate you coming on uh, with it being late. But if, if, if you need to scoot on out of there after a bit, then it's don't. Sometimes no. these things go on for three hours. <laughs> it's fine. I'm, I'm happy to stay. <laughs> Um, so what what got you interested in UFOs and stuff before you decided to make this documentary? Yeah, uh, what actually got me interested was uh, was Lazar. I mm. just I used to watch Joe Rogan, mm-hmm. and I just saw the infamous you know uh, podcast with uh, Lazar and. I decided to look further into it. I didn't have time for a while, but like this year, I I had a little bit of time, so so I started researching every, everything I could. It's pretty much in the documentary. One thing I want to mention is that I'm not that interested in UFOs, or at least before. Like before this year, I had absolutely no interest. I think I can thank Hollywood for that. Because when I was growing up, it was usually like abducting children and that sort of stuff, mm. you know, uh, giving little children these gigantic syringes. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I really didn't like the topic also for me, like the ETs themselves were too hum- humanoid to take too seriously. But... Mm. You know, if that's how they look, then I shouldn't be so judgmental, I guess. Um, well, before, if it was the Bob Lazar thing that got you into um, the UFOs as a subject, uh, were you into like other conspiracies and stuff like that beforehand? Because it, it, it feels like, like an odd thing just to sort of flop into if you haven't already got that, you know, the yeah, like, and the alternate media. Yeah, if, if general conspiracies... And I could say that I had some interest in some historical subjects like the the Holocaust, mm-hmm. uh, because like ten years ago, it was a pretty big. Uh, so in old YouTube, all of this stuff was pretty open. Everything was live, and you could watch it, and that got me interested. And I I actually did a lot of historical research into that stuff. Mm-hmm. And turns we, out there's not not much to say about that topic because we started the conversation before the um, before we went live. And uh, uh, you're f- you're from Europe, um, yeah, Eastern Europe, Eastern Europe. And one thing that we we always find on Alien Addict is either a, a bunch of English dudes, you know. Scottish dudes, Ireland, whatever, Isle of Man, and the Americans. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm, we may have had an Australian on. I'm not, I'm not sure. Some people think we're Australian, but in Europe, um, Eastern Europe, we started the conversation, and then we realized we had to go live. Do you? Is it a thing there? The the whole UFOs are people fascinated like they are in the States 
and probably not as much. It's not as common, but people are still interested because you have all the documentaries. I mean, not the not the not the new ones, not the Netflix one. Those are not translated, but you have National Geographic and whatever you know, History Channel. So you have a lot of uh, old documentaries, translated documentaries, and people. There's some interest in the topic. But is the is the cases and like legends or myths around where where you live, um, the, the area that that no, gets people's attention? Or is it kind of like? Do you not hear about UFO sightings? If if I hear about it, it's usually from English news. Mm-hmm. So I see the name of my country <laughs> uh, on on some BBC or something, and oh, there's a UFO in that town that I know. <laughs> and, but but it's not it's not from the people around me. It's it's usually somebody picked it up and uh, and reported. So it's, it. so it's so it's not reported. Um... Yeah, there's there's no interest, especially with the war going on. There's not that much, you know. There mm. are other, yeah, oh yeah, of course, concerns. Yeah, yeah. I find I find it interesting though that it's it. Um, I mean, we all, we've always thought that it's it, it, it's kind of a Western English speaking phenomena that well, not phenomena, but the the interest, and obviously with the. Um, like if you if you watch the show, you know my 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 thoughts on this. That I'm not I'm not too sure about whether these things are are alien or not. But I do think this ramp up of information we're getting about them is really strange. And if it if 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 you're seeing things from your part of the world where it, it it's like the English speaking West are are using places to say oh to to sort of ramp up the ufo narrative and it's not actually coming from those places that seems really weird to me yeah the the whole thing when it comes to um the the phenomena that i can't even say that word can you say that word lee phenomena i cannot say that for toffee (laughs) um it's a real problem for you (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't seem like it's it's anywhere else on earth other than the states and in England. Yeah, a little bit in England, a bit in Australia. That's all we hear about. Um, but so so you've 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 pulled out um, a a a documentary over quite a few months, but you you've literally just been looking at like Bob Lazar documentary after documentary after documentary and seeking out some of the older stuff and you your take on this uh on bob Lazar, i would say is very um it's it's not biased either way it look it's you kind of like you show some factual stuff and then you give an opinion you, you kind of give an opinion you show you for yep. and against lazar with this is that how you when you did you start with the uh, the guy that I played at the beginning of uh, Lee's Teller? Teller, you start with so you start with Teller the uh, is the hydrogen hydrogen bomb guy. Yeah, I didn't start with him because I didn't even know that he was involved. You know, if you are 
if you know the Lazar story, then you probably know about Edward Teller, but I didn't know about it. I just saw him in the, you know, in the Bob Lazar tape from 1991. Yeah, 1991. And that's, and I started to connect the dots. There are actually a lot of mentions, as you see in the documentary, but even a lot more uh, later on that I didn't put because I, I just put the most interesting uh, or the most relevant. Yeah, there was bits that I'd, I'd never seen before. Like, there's clips that I've not seen in that in this in this documentary that I've never seen, which is interesting. But but the the about Teller. So, do you think that because I've I've seen that clip and I've not seen much past that clip? What I yeah. what I played at the beginning of the show. Do you think that hit him? The, the guy that's asking about Lazar and he says, I will not, you know, give this information out. Do you think he actually knows who Lazar is? What do you mean? I mean, obviously he knows who Lazar is. Um, you mean Teller? You, yes. you don't know if... So he probably knows who Lazar is. That's why he's acting strange. There's mm -hmm. a story. So... This is in, so when uh, Lazar went to Los Alamos to work there as a technician, and there was an article about his car, about his jet car, uh, it seems, or Bob, Bob stated that, uh, that uh, he met Teller at that time in 1982, and he saw that uh, Teller was, so Teller was uh, doing some lecture on in Los Alamos for yeah, yeah, yeah. there was a for Star Wars anyway at that time it was still called Star Wars and Bob saw that he was reading the the article that was mentioning his jet car and they got into a conversation and that's how they met and the rest is and uh, then Bob was working for Los Alamos for a while then he quit uh, in 85, probably, or the, these are, like, most of this information comes from Bob himself. There's mm -hmm. some, like, some documents that seems to collaborate this a bit, but uh, generally all of this, this, this is like the story part. This is mm -hmm. like what, what we need to verify if, if it happened or not. But basically the story goes that he quits uh, Los Alamos, uh, Possibly he was working in the weapons division at the time. And after a few years, he wants to go back to doing science or doing weapons because it's quite possible that he was... This is something that Joe Rogan talked about, that Bob told him that he worked in on some kind of weapon. I actually find yeah, some... This is yeah. when... This is where... Joe Rogan said a few times to other guests, uh, yeah. th "There's a reason why he th people don't know his background, this, that, and the other." And and you would understand. I'll have to tell you offline. Apparently, it, the rumor is he, that he got he was into something that was really kind of not very nice. Yeah, because um, so these some of these weapons, I I, I looked into the weapons. They, they are definitely they have been working on several banned 
internationally banned weapons at Los Alamos at the time. They were also working, uh, working on beam weapons. Some of them they actually sent into the, uh, put them on rockets and put them in the, like put them on orbit and tested them in space. And now you can find them in, in uh, museums and stuff. But um, the interesting thing is that there are other references like some people say something relevant, but I really don't want to go into that because that's that's like uh, that's like a real conspiracy theory, like mm -hmm. e even more than the aliens. Like it's it's you would not realize how deep those it, it was like two or three years uh between 82 and 85 and if we can if we believe what uh, bob's bob claims in his autobiography then at the same time he was working on these weapons he was also going to mit to learn the physics that he needed for these weapons and uh, that's probably if if he got his master's degrees from mit that's that's when he got it um and after so after he finished the weapons and this is this is one interesting thing because teller also worked on the hydrogen bomb right he there's like yep. a connection here like both of them are working on these horrible weapons and know each other so what bob claims is that teller had him get the job at s4 and that's yeah. that's the main reason he got the job and and if it's true that he was that Bob was working on these weapons, then then you can understand that there's some kind of kinship between them. Mm. I think what what always confused me with Bob Lazar is usually when um, you know when you get get a whistleblower comes forward for something, usually you'll find something else or someone else comes out afterwards. It's it's odd we've never had like another Bob Lazar. Yeah, there are many reasons. It's uh, so after Bob came out, everything went. You know, if you have this kind of secret, which is like the secret among secrets, right? And everyone is there's like an infinite amount of money to keep this secret uh, mm -hmm. under wraps. Then uh, they they are going to. They will meet with everyone. They will call everyone and tell them to shut up. Mm. Uh, they will go to any lengths, except like, for example, they will not kill someone. I don't think they would go that far. I see no evidence that that ever happened, but anything else is fine, I think. And I, George, do you, not, do you not think that though that if that if that was real, they they would go to the length of killing someone? Do you well, have if if they were in the if the person was in the program mm -hmm. and signed some some kind of contract uh, saying that he will shut up and he breaks that promise, then then to prevent the information from getting out, then they might do it. But if it's like you know, someone, if, if it's like a journalist, I don't think mm. they would go that far. And for example, George Knapp tells, tell, told the story many times that uh, 
there were actually other people that came forward forward to talk to him but would uh, later on you know say i i changed my mind and mm. it's always a good way though isn't it it's always a good way to back up uh, what what you're saying if you turn around and say oh and i actually had another 17 people that want to say this but they're too scared to say it, but they're real um it, you know, it's 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 a good way just to back you, back yourself up. Mm-hmm. See, see this the thing with like the czar goes for, for me, like because I, I went through a stage of being really interested in the like the Kennedy assassination, and I, I believe the people that are keeping the secret or keeping these secrets um, are the same people or connect essentially the same people that would assassinate a sitting president. So that's in that situation. I don't I don't know why you wouldn't assassinate. Bob Lazar, if they were an actual menace, yeah. But what what if they don't? What if they just want you to think that they would do that, right? What if they just want you to believe that they would even kill a president? So you you better shut up because we we already killed like a president. So we can we can kill you for sure. There are some constitutional boundaries, I believe, in the USA about killing you know, Americans, mm-hmm. American civilians. And I don't think that they are, they can, uh, like without without uh, a legal procedure before that. So I don't think they can just, uh, just nullify that. I mm-hmm. think they are, they are uh, still open if they are, I mean, all of these are, we are guessing, but if, if they are operating and the only way they can, make people cooperate like in inside their own group is if they are still bound by some rules but some laws like the constitution for example mm-hmm. so they have some kind of presidential order that gets signed every time or every few, 10 years 20 years or something but they will not break the ru- rule of law unless I, unless it's absolutely necessary i am enthused by your faith and lack of corruption in the west <laughs> no 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 but but think about it like if they didn't do that yeah then people would talk for sure i mm-hmm. i don't think that you mean if the threats weren't there they they would talk no 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 i mean like in the group like these people are like the like the management or everything these are generally very highly educated, highly, very patriotic. Like they, they got the position uh, for a reason. Like they are they are really experts for that job. And if if they believed, right, if if they didn't believe that this was the right thing to do, I think, then then they wouldn't do it. Right? They are they believe in the cause. But uh, if you didn't put limitations on this it's it's like the cia or or any kind of uh, uh powerful organization if you didn't put boundaries on what this powerful organization can do then people people inside will probably uh, do something eventually like for example in the soviet union you had all the time people would just leave right from from the highest you know generals and secret agency that they would just leave because because they didn't have that kind of moral 
they didn't feel that what they were doing was moral and they just didn't care i think i think that could work two ways i think it could that sort of allegiance and um like nationalism you can you will you will either have that where you have to feel like you are um on the on the right side of history with things um to keep yourself in that position but as as well people that are in that sort of patriotic mold i think could do some pretty horrendous things and and explain it explain themselves away by saying oh but i had to do that i had to do it because it was what was right at the time and i don't that's if, and if yeah. you're talking about the uh white weaponry like bob bob lazar or you know and the, the like the, the advantage back engineering alien technology would get would give a country i i just find it hard to believe that they wouldn't have just from the from the minute he came off from the minute that um his first interview with his face blanked out because his face was blanked out but let's be perfectly honest all those people that worked with him at s4 if he worked at s4 or, or uh and the people that employed him they'd have seen that silhouette interview and gone that's bob get him and he you know it's the uh, he he would have he would have found himself locked up in a cell with no windows, explaining why he was on. He was speaking to George Knapp about uh, like the U.S. secret weaponry. You're talking about told Dennis. Well, yeah, yeah sorry, told Dennis. <laughs> yeah, but the the problem there was that if they do that, they they might do more damage than than good, right? They they might Maybe. just just by. Uh, incarcerating him they might uh, uh they might make people come out or they more people would believe the story also you have to remember that pop might have had had probably according to him at least he had the element 115 mm. right and that's something you cannot give to anyone like you have to keep that if if that goes out to some like this, if if the Soviet Union would have gotten that, then it would have maybe not the Soviet Union because, but if 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 you could have gotten it to, I don't know Switzerland, some some academia, mm-hmm. where they would test it and find it that yes, it it does produce gravity, then it it's game over. Mm. But there is the argument that, like, anybody who has like an idea of. Uh, physics and what have you anything to do with the periodic table could have predicted an element 115 you know even though we haven't hadn't found it back then that they you know they could predict it so so what do you what do you make of that you know the fact that you know lazar being a clever man could have just said you know this element 115 uh, and and at some point he knows it's going to be discovered so what Lazar claimed that so that's a totally different argument, but I I will answer that. But going back, what Lazar claimed to have was the actual material, like like grams of 115, mm-hmm. which, and if right, what he said is that if you bombard it with uh, I guess protons or yeah probably protons, then then it would produce gravity, and it would bend light and that sort of stuff. So the physical material they couldn't they would not allow 
they would they would do anything to keep that uh, a secret like even if it gets lost if it's lost forever then it's fine for you know the government in regards to predicting 115 that that was uh, predicted earlier that there was like a like a stable uh, like a island of stability but one of the interesting things i i don't think yeah it's it's not in this video but maybe maybe i will put it in the next video is that the the predicted uh, atomic mass of the most likely uh, isotope is 291 and we are currently at 290 mm. so we are one we are one neutron away from the from the island of stability according to the current and like 30 years of so this this is like standard science for the last 30 years is that the island of stability is probably at 291 so we are not there yet and it's interesting to think that if that that is that is a real like if that isotope will be stable then everything changes and we mm. are like one new neutron away i mean we don't know if if it's going to be stable like completely stable because it can be higher than 291 the prediction is that it's either 291 or above mm. see that sort of stuff just way over my head <laughs> It's it's. I'm probably Lee's actually. <laughs> is it? But for him, to, yeah, a, a little bit. The, uh, but for him to have some of that, would that it would have to be stable anyway, wouldn't it? That it would yeah, have to. It, it would have to already. Absolutely, have it, it has to be. If he has something, it would have to be stable. Mm. I mean, if he did, it would be a good. It would be a good dead man switch. You know, if if he has that stashed somewhere. Um. It is, you know, it's you can't have a much better safety net to stop yourself being Kennedy than than that. Yeah, we we actually have uh, like people. So I put in the video that there's according like we are always saying what the story is. Like mm. we we can neither confirm or deny all of this, but I think it's important to get the story right. And in the story, there are three pieces of element 115, because a lot of people think that there's one and make all kinds of theories about uh, all kinds of comments that uh, people made. Mm -hmm. And the little triangle that, thing. Yeah, that's that's the one used in the in the re reactor, right? You have to make it into a triangle. Uh, the way it so originally it was supposed to be a cylinder that's that's what they had to cut out a triangle from or cut into so they get a triangle but the point is that they had pop allegedly had three pieces of 115 and there are uh, there are actually we probably know where each of those went we don't know the exact location but one of one of the, uh, them got stolen one of them was, uh, well, not necessarily stolen, but taken to first stolen and hidden in some kind of place where Bob can't access it. So I'm guessing like some kind of military base. 
and the third part is that or the third piece is what pop steel has which was put in concrete that's all we know that it's in some kind of concrete hmm. and who, who, who said that uh, that who was Gene uh, Gene Huff, and uh, I think uh, John Lear was also there. So, and the people well, they who said knew... the Bob Brain concrete. Yeah, Gene uh, Huff was. I mean, one of those. So he said, I think that was an email. Gene Huff put it in an email that uh, that it's in concrete. So it, he said that it's not private hands, but rather in private concrete. And right. there's also like one, uh, like uh, like uh, we have an audio five we, where he says, this piece got here, this piece went here, and the third piece is the one they still have. So, when when you started the the documentary out, I I, I noticed like you you kind of like speaking from. The, the things that you found most intriguing and that, you know, open up your imagination for, you know what, this is really, really interesting. But then you you find that you found some, um, some errors. What was the first one you, you, that was the big one for you? And you were looking into the Bob Lazar case. Well, I guess the biggest one would be the, stuff about his education the fact that it seems that uh, mm, well one of the things is that a lot of people seem to believe in the in like the police reports like a bunch of documents and they they deny the education part but they believe like the story part that the dates are correct that the you know the the like the like the name of the master's degree is correct. And I just don't see that uh, there's any basis for that. And the big, so it feels like that a lot of people who were researching the material were like they were chasing ghosts, right? They were uh, interested in where Lazar didn't go, where Lazar yeah. didn't. Where, where he didn't work, where he didn't study. Because what I saw is that we knew where he went to high school and we knew that he went to Pierce College after high school. So, and after that, it was like dark. And I, I did some checking around that as well. It's not in the documentary, like Caltech and that sort of stuff. There's a story there as well. But my main focus was Pierce Junior College because the, there's actually there are no primary sources for Pierce College. Everything comes from uh, uh, what's his name, the the ufologist who is a nuclear physicist. Stanton uh, Friedman. Yeah, yeah. Everything came from Stanton Friedman. So and by doing that, he became like a secondary source. Like he no longer was a primary source and. Everyone just assumed that, well, what he said was correct, but he didn't, it seems that he didn't say everything that uh, Pierce said or might have said. We don't know, right? We don't know if, uh, but it was not the full story for sure. But, so, 
the bit the big loophole there for you was his education. Do you, do you think that it would be easy for well not nothing's probably easy in that field, but do so, you think it, do you think it's possible that his whole education could have been covered up, all of it? There's there's because one of my main things with that is like when somebody gets um um they graduate or whatever there's pictures but there's nothing of Lazar no well, you have to you have to consider a few things regarding that first of all he might not have an undergraduate degree no one ever mentioned that he ever had no one reliable right and it's as i said in the documentary it's perfectly plausible and the most of the pictures you would get from when you finish the undergraduate degree that's that's where you get most of the picture that that's where you go into the yearbook that's where everything happens uh, we have we might have something from caltech but all of those if if you can reach the students right if you if you can ask lazar to help you out you know in so that he can live his life then you can probably uh, get some help you know from the from caltech you can you can just gather everyone and um just agree that they will not disclose this information because if they do then Lazar will go to prison, right? That's, can... that, that is the bit, that is, that's the kind of the big thing for me. And the education to start off with me, with me was not a big thing because I thought, well, you know what, they could, they could definitely cover that up. You know, it, it's, it's the, the government, they, they can do what they want. Well, the government, the underground government or whatever, they can, they can do whatever they want. If they want to cover a, a guy's education up, they can do it. However, if he went there and he, and he studies all these courses with all these intelligent people, I, I would think that there'd be one of those people who would be a bit of a nerd and kind of into UFOs and all that jazz that may see Bob Lazar's name popping up now and, and go, oh, I, I'll come forward and say that I knew him. What, I mean, what's, they're not going to get killed for that. Cause Bob's still alive. Mm. Yeah, for for sure they are. Like their life is probably not in danger. I, so, I, I would... but not one has come forward. That's you know, I want to believe this story. Don't give yeah, me. Yeah, I but want the, to if, believe it. if they would come forward, then like this is a ethical dilemma. If they come forward, then Lazar goes to prison right so so they would come for, forward to help bob right to co collaborate his story but if they do it and they succeed then they are actually hurting him right because it's it's his 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 education that and if he if he would ask if he asked them to keep shut and you know <clears throat> you also like there would be some consequences other than simply bob would go to prison like there there would probably some uh drawbacks from the government as well the, but, the only uh, thing that 
that that came into my head then think about this was the if you look at the sort of modern history of whistleblowers just in like the the immediate past you have edward snowden which came out about the prison program and uh promptly had to hightail it to russia um we are still torturing julian assange for what appears to be no valid reason um and all he did was give whistleblowers a place to to give information to um then there was the i forgot his name is it is it seth rich that was that was like killed himself by shooting himself twice in the back of the head he oh, came, came forward i can't remember what the yeah, there was there was another whistleblower. I can't remember. Someone in the chat will help me out with that. Um, so that that's that's the thing. I don't. I I just don't believe. I, don't get me wrong. This is not me saying I don't believe Bob's story, because I think it's equally credible that maybe Bob is telling telling the truth, or at least he's telling the truth as he believes the truth is, and essentially his job is to go out there and spread this information, and he doesn't he doesn't even realize that. Yeah, but uh, I think so. The question is, what is the disinformation? Like, what's the mm -hmm. extent of the dis? Is it just his uh, score record, or is it more? Mm. And there are some. So you have the, like, if 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 it would be everything, right? Like everything he, then the whole. The whole story would collapse and then you would not understand why Edward Teller would react in any way, right? Why, why he would uh, not answer some simple questions for years, right? If, if there's no story, if the whole, whole story collapses because Bob is just this uh, disinformation agent for the whole thing, like everything is a lie then why would you compromise the guy who made the hydrogen bomb? I think I put that argument in the movie, mm -hmm. that it's it's just, it's a bit too much. Yeah, right? I, I have to say that, that when I saw Edward Teller um, get asked about Bob Lazar and he, his back went up against the wall, that because I, I'll be honest with you, I, I've, I've been up and down with the Bob Lazar thing. You know, I've got lots of friends. Well, both me and Lee have got friends in this community that don't believe a word that's coming out of Bob Lazar's mouth. And we've got friends that absolutely think Bob Lazar is the best thing since sliced bread, as we say in the UK. I'm I'm right there. I really, as, as the X-Files poster says i want to believe i really want to believe bob and one thing that's in your documentaries when you showed edward teller talk about bob lazar and I, I did think to myself well hang about how does that guy that guy knew bob lazar either he knew bob lazar or the guy just threw a name out and he just said, I'm not talking about that because he didn't even acknowledge it. You know, he, you know, because I, I don't know the contents of that 
original documentary beforehand before that clip as the old master- yeah, that that's that's like i don't think so it's never released we only have that segment some people saw it and said it's really interesting like the part before and after mm. but that's that's all i know that there's some stuff happening there oh so that was but, the only bit that you could get as well yeah i know i know some people saw the the full like i could i could find out who made like i put the name of the like the who made the document like like this who made the clip right the name of the like it's inside the report mm-hmm. uh, it was a like a series like uh, those, those were like they were not great documentaries. They were very controversial at the time. So, but That's but they were the ones. That's yeah. interesting, though. That that documentary's disappeared because if there's like obviously the um, uh, when when was when was that documentary made? It would have been uh, 1990. So we're still always oh, yep, yeah, but we're it, pretty I, good internet days, but we're not quite high-speed internet days are we where where we were like streaming long yeah. films and stuff like that yeah but, yeah i don't but... know if so so it didn't i don't know if it aired mm. i don't think it did and I'm that's why we only play the little clip uh just for anybody who's just joined uh 80 people in the chat that's brilliant guys get that get them get them thumbs up Thank and you for all the chat. new subscribe and all the new subscribers. Awesomeness. So Tony and Michael, look, it is in my opinion not interesting. I don't intend to answer it. If you ask me that question on camera, I will shut up. I will sit silent. You're not going to get an answer out of me on that. Okay. And if I ask you on camera if you know Bob Lazar, can you just say no? I will sit silently. So that it's that's a weird answer, isn't it? Yeah, but also remember that people have people have written to tell her after that, mm. yeah, and even probably even before because, uh, like, uh, somebody mentioned it before, right? That that's why. So so he got uh, outed, let's say. Uh, as I go in, into that in the uh, documentary, so somebody mentioned it in on radio, and that's why inside the report went and talked to Teller and recorded this whole thing. Like, but I don't think that it aired. Like the this episode, I don't think that it aired because then we I would really have... want to see the full Me documentary too. of that. Yeah, I, I, I know people who talked about it that they cannot. You know, disclose it, and that's all they say. Like they say, it's really interesting, and they cannot, you know. Do you know what I think? They'll probably have that, Lee. Dark Sky Files. If it aired, well, well, yeah. If it aired, he will have it because that man has got pretty much every UFO documentary. I I think they just. I think they took that segment, or maybe they took the whole the whole thing and sent it to Lazar so that he have it. So that he would have it, and then he put it in his 1991 uh, Lazar tape. But the other thing you need to remember is that people have sent letters to Teller, right? Uh, John Andrews 
sent several letters and even there Teller never responded, right? He never said, you know, I didn't know or or he was just some technician at Los Alamos. He never responded to any of these letters and the letters disappeared, of course, mm -hmm. but uh, from the Teller archive, uh, but uh, we have some of the, so the Teller's um, secretary responded to like one of them saying that, you know, Teller is sick and he cannot respond and something like that. And that's why we know because it has the stamp, the signature of the secretary. So we know that the original letters existed and disappeared, which is a bit annoying. So people were trying to confirm. I tried to confirm. No, I, tr I tried to, I contacted the, um, the archive and I asked them not just once, but to get, get the boxes, find, you know, find, uh, find this letter because we have the exact date, right? Because in the response, you have the exact date when, when it was received. So, uh, if it was there, we would have find it and it's, it's just not there. And that's, I, I feel like that's kind of the, uh, that kind of happens all uh, several times in the documentary, like something that should be there, but just that one thing is missing, right? Mm -hmm. So I, I, I did what you originally did when you got into this and I watched the Joe Rogan uh, podcast again today. And there's one thing I did notice that I, that I didn't, I don't know if I'd forgotten about it. I'd, I'd not, I'd definitely not forgotten about the migraine because right? we, everybody makes a joke about the migraine. So, you know, he got a migraine on Joe Rogan when he was, when he's get, getting some hard questions. But I, I noticed when Joe Rogan started to get technical, when it came to um, the 115, when it came to how, uh, he thought that this may have worked to try and explain some more uh, scientific answers. That that's when Bob Lazar started to do this and the headache started to come on. And that is, that is also a massive red flag for me that because it's not as if the head, the headache was mentioned in the beginning. You know, he seemed that they they, they kachinged glasses together, whiskey glasses. They all started drinking whiskey, and then the headache kicks in. Now he may have said to Joe Rogan beforehand, uh, or Jerry Jerry might have said, "Well, Bob's got a bit of a headache today, uh, so if he's a little bit off now and again, then just you know, let him off." But it was when the hard questions started happening. That the headache started to kick in. Now, some might say, "Well, that's yeah, because these guys, you know, he's have to really think about some of the technical shit." They, how did you feel about that? You know, with the, with the whole migraine thing. Yeah, I I never really took that seriously. Like he he could have had a migraine; it's perfectly normal, and like also it would. If, if you had to tell something really technical in a way that is not technical, 
you would mm. probably also have a <laughs> headache. What I actually later found interesting is that when it came to the talk about Lazar's classmates and uh, Jeremy Colbert tried to say something and Joe Rogan just cuts him off. Right? He just he just cuts him off and he can't even finish it, right? And we don't even have the word that he was trying to say. And, and I'm pretty sure that uh, they talked beforehand. But, like, I'm pretty sure that uh, they told Joe Rogan that uh, what kind of questions he can ask. But no, also no, what... just, no, no, nobody tells Joe Rogan what he can and can't ask. Bob Lazar can. I'm pretty sure if if he wants Bob Lazar on, and he really did want, then I'm pretty sure that. Mm. Oh, he would... if, it, if it comes to something that like would get him into a lot of shit, maybe. Don't don't forget, Ali. The uh, he sat there for two hours talking to Macaulay Culkin and didn't talk about Michael Jackson once. That is true. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 So I'm I'm I mean, I remember one of these live streams you had. Uh, move on or said that there was actually some couching going on before the <laughs> like they did talk to Joe Rogan what he can mm. ask but I think they also taught him what he should ask like he should ask about the education but like do it at the end and have one question and don't continue right just just one question and it's just agree to the answer and forget about the whole thing mm. See, I, I'm I'm interested in uh, like I want to know what the proof is. Like, what what did Rogue? You know, we we spoke about spoke about before uh, when Rogan had a different guest on, and he said he knows something. You know, he was asked uh, off. Uh, you know, he said I, I can tell you what it is off air, but I can't tell you what it is on air. Why I believe Bob Lazar. That's... I mean, he, yeah, he was talking about the. Uh... The weapons project that Lazar allegedly did mm. in Los Alamos from like from early eighty three to eighty five, yeah. And I mean, I can guess, like I guess, like you can totally guess if if you if you read everything that his colleagues talked about, and if you know what Lazar, like what kind of stuff Lazar, like what uh, his background, like his his uh, interest and that stuff you can totally guess i think i think you can guess and what sort of uh, weapons they were actually working on at that time mm. and you can you can all, this this is what i did i checked what weapons are banned what what were banned at that time and you can kind of figure it out but i, ju I just don't want to say well, I mean, it's, can... it's fine you can say it you know no it... no you trust me you cannot say this I, I really don't you, you want to. You don't want to say on YouTube. No, I I don't want to say this ever to anyone. But I'm 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 just saying if you're really interested, you can figure it out. There's there's actually a reasonable amount of evidence. But you can I mean you wouldn't be able to prove it. Mm. But there are there's like like somebody said something like a like a half a sentence here and another half a sentence there, and they all like go in in the same direction there's there's also like you can you can find you might be able to find some 
articles, like uh, rumors at that time that were going on, but uh, <clears throat> not nothing concrete. Why the name, the Lazard Deception? Because it, I mean, because it is a deception. So there is a deception that mm. Lazar himself created to save his ass, I think. That's that's really what the documentary is about. Is that it's this hypothesis that he he made a deal with the government uh, so that they would stop harassing him, so that they wouldn't prosecute him ever if he helped them kill this story by mm. you know by talking to his uh, former classmates, by misinforming people in the. UFO research community by giving them fake information about where he went for his master's degrees. And that's that's the deception. So that's why it's uh, the Lazar deception, because that's that's a very simple, like, I think that's a very simple uh, missing or disinformation campaign. I can mm -hmm. I can believe that if, if that's if that's all that the disinformation is, uh, I, I can see that because similar disinformation campaigns have been done. It's it's usually very simple. It has a simple goal. It's easy to do. It's not a big deal. So that's that's kind of where the name comes. There's I had an argument, you know, to compare it with like other hypotheses, like other theories, because this hypothesis doesn't make many claims. Like, you cannot prove it, but mm. most of the hypotheses, like whether you believe in Lazar, whether you don't believe, none of, none of it is provable. Mm. But you can, comp you can still compare them. Like, for example, if you don't believe Lazar, you have to explain why John Lear saw uh, a disc-shaped object through a telescope, like, like at a certain date when... Uh, Lazar told them that it would be there, like like why he couldn't, why it was disc shaped, and th this was through a telescope, right? Not binoculars. This was a telescope, and John Lear was a was a pilot, so you would think that he can tell the di difference between a, an airplane and something else. Mm. Also, I checked. I this is not in the documentary, but I, check, I checked when the Janet flights are went. I mean, all the data that we have, the Janet flights, and they never go there at that time. So I don't know why people think that those are uh, like severed, like uh, like airplanes, because they just don't go, they don't fly at that time. But so that's one of the, but there's, there's like a whole set of uh, statements, like Jim Tagliani, who said that he saw Pope going to Caltech in 81. You have... Again, John Lear, who said that he saw Bob's uh, master's degrees for both Caltech and MIT. And John, so John Lear is an interesting person. He said all kinds of strange stuff about UFOs. But mm -hmm. ma what I found about him interesting is that about his own experience, he never lied. He always said, I never saw Aniti, never saw documents never saw ufos except that one time when you know when 
when he saw when he went with Bob and and his friends uh, to see that like like maybe two times, but he never lied about his own experience. He only he was like a naive guy. Like people told him stories about UFOs and he would give that information to George Knapp. But when it came to his own experience, like he didn't he didn't ever lie about that. And the same same thing can be said about other people. Like these people they seem to only lie when it comes to this story and never else, never any other time. And that's like those are like you have to assume that they are lying about these things if you're if you're like a denier if if you are going with that hypothesis if you're saying that uh, Bob Lazar is a and and all these people around him are not telling the truth but if if you go with my hypothesis like which is much more simple you have you have one guy telling one lie and that that lie is expanded but it's still just one lie right you also have like I, I can mention John Joe Vanietti and George Knapp who reported about like all the all the kind of uh, psychological torture that was going on uh, like the like the gun in the gun, in the car like uh, all the kinds of also you have uh, John Lear said that they were wiretapping his phone same with George Knapp wiretapping his phone all all of these people would have to you have to believe that these people are lying. Have you ever considered that they all could be just working together? Yeah, but you have like to... Like, the, 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 the big plan all along was to do this. Yeah, I considered, but you have to find motivation, a clear motivation. Also, like John Lear, like, I have, like, as I said, I've, I have... I have heard some historical stuff on on conspiracy theories and a lot of people who who would lie would make these kinds of lie and work together to make this lie and a lot of them would come out eventually and John Lear never came out he he he's dead even he he said the same thing until his last moment and why did he sell books did he sell anything I mean, he were, he did use it to um, to stay relevant in that in in the whole field. So I, I'm I'm going to guess he made some money from it at some point. Yeah, maybe for sure. Mm -hmm. But is that his motivation? Is that maybe not? And... The, the reason I would think he would, he wouldn't come out about it because the a maybe it's just not important enough. You know, like he he doesn't he doesn't believe it's important enough for him to like to do like a deathbed confession but also if he was working with lazar and um nap and it was that was like you know he he was part of the fabric of what what the the mythos of the story was um why would he throw his friends under the bus you know if they were if they were also compatriots in this together mm. yeah but yeah Sure, that could that could happen, but I feel like the more people you have in this conspiracy, the less likely uh, that it it would work out. Mm. And and like these people don't have this kind of. There's no evidence that any of these people would do this, 
or have done this before. They don't have that kind of background, like two of these, like uh, like the Lazar's friends from the uh, before before uh, Jean Huff and before John Lear, like Jim Tagliani and Joe Vanietti. Uh, Joe Vanietti was he worked in Los Alamos. Uh, Jim Tagliani he worked on I think. Uh, area 52 or something like uh, he, he was so both of these guys had cute clearances mm. like these these are generally you would think that these are trustworthy people uh, George Knapp used to report on the mafia and stuff like that like yeah. I, I understand that uh, that everyone can do Everyone can lie, but at, at some point it it feels like a bit forced mm. to believe that. No. Uh, I th I just I was just going to say I think with the nap thing the if if it was because like re really did I'm not I'm not necessarily here like trying to debunk anything or something like that. I just find it interesting and I'm I'm kind of on the I'm on the middle ground with the Lazar with the Lazar thing and. I have to try and like cling to the middle ground as well because I really want to believe it. You know, I, I want to believe it one hundred percent because if it if it was true, it's you know it, it's it's the greatest modern like folk sto story, you know, of, of of all time. It's great. Um, the nap thing I could I can explain to myself with that with if he went into that believing like one hundred percent and he. Like you say, you know, it's, you know, he was a Pulitzer Prize winning journalist. Um, if he was so invested in in Lazar, I can see why he couldn't pull out. He would he would just be like, I mean, we, uh, I don't I don't know if you watch what we did with Michael Horn the other day. I think he's he's another perfect example mm -hmm. of that, where it's somebody that's uh, like knee deep in bullshit. But he's too he's too invested. He's done it for too long. So oh, Michael's so invested. Yeah, yeah. Like he can't he he's he's calling that bullshit wine because he can't he can't accept that it's not real. He, um, he's but, he's Billy's right hand man. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, it's if um I I could see how Nap could end himself up in that situation if he if he invested so much of his time and life into something that he just wouldn't he wouldn't even he would get to a point where he wouldn't even analyze it critically he would just whatever 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 was there we just roll forward with it i um i, I literally like when it comes to um the billy meyer stuff i i i never did think about lazar and until I was looking into the the Billy Meyer case. Have you weaponized? Have you looked into the the Billy Meyer's case? Uh, just a little bit. I saw the streams you had. Yeah. Uh, did did you did you see this? Um, let me just bring it up. Did you see? Did you ever come across this clip? It looked like uh, if anyone's familiar with uh, Billy Myers. Uh, sightings very astonishingly similar to that uh, that craft it was uh, a very sleek thin looking uh, flying saucer shaped craft
Yeah, I, I'm. I don't remember if I saw it before, but I know that he made even like a few years ago. Bob would make comments that yeah, it looked it looked like the Billy Meyer UFOs, and it what kind of coincidence it would be if if those were fake and like he he can he just can't believe it. That's a weird case, the Billy Billy Meyer. I I wonder what the first like like I think the first photo that was published was like from really far away. It was like a cover of of a book. That that that's one thing with historical. Sorry, I cannot hear you. It ended up being on loads of books. Yeah, I just I just know that it it was on, but but it was not the close close up uh, sports model, but it was far away, and I wonder if those are actually the same uh, objects, even if they well, are. It, well, if they are, if they, if they are the same the the same objects, then they are fake. Yeah, for probably. It, it, so like it, so, if Bob Lazar. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean. It, I mean, if the, I mean, that's, there are, there's, I would say there are some, there might be some other explanation, but if, if it looks exactly the same, then yeah. But what I'm saying is, is the one on the, in the close up and in the, in the distance the same? That's what I'm curious about. Like, are those the same fake objects? I always wonder whether Billy Meyer actually saw something and he just reconstructed what he saw because I'm not sure if uh, he would be able to take, if he saw something, he would not be able to take a photograph of it if it was moving. Like maybe he mm. did, maybe it didn't, but for sure he didn't. It was not like five meters or 10 meters away. Like that's not possible. No, those, those photographs are crazy. It's, it's they're crazy, and people that believe those photographs are crazy. I think, um, like we we said in the show the other day, it's a shame we didn't just stop at the at the silver disc ones. At the silver disc ones that are hanging over the valley, people people would still be going, you know, oh, is it real? Isn't it real? But uh, the minute you get a cake tin on a bin and stick it in front of your house, it's pretty obvious. <laughs> yeah, I. I... I never do any kind of analysis on pictures, on videos, on anything because I can, I don't see any, I'm not qualified and I also, I wouldn't, even if I could, yeah, that's an UFO and so what, what, what's the point? For me, it, it wouldn't make any, it wouldn't, I wouldn't be interested even if I could prove that it was and I still cannot hear you, Oli. I'm just gonna say, if you do another documentary and and it has and you're showing UFOs, it's always good to have somebody that does an analysis on the UFOs, uh, because there's so many fake ones out there. But that's the thing with the Bob Lazar story. There's own that 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 this is like a there's a couple that were filmed out in the desert. Those, you know, you can't all you can see is lights. You can't really debunk them because there's nothing to debunk. You could just see a solid light. But again, going back to what you said, I will agree, and I 100% give you that, that, you know, Bob Lazar said that these would be there at a certain time, and lo and behold, they were there. But the argument is, were they all in on it? 
yeah, but you know you would not be able to know if they were but if you're like that's that's like uh an argument against their character like they would do this stuff i mean yes john lear knew bob and bob knew john lear but it was like they have been known each other for what two years and that's what George, we were told i mean yeah that's what but uh you're you're making assumptions and you are making you more have to. you definitely have to in yeah, this game yeah but how how many assumptions are you willing to make all of them <laughs> yeah you have to if you if you believe uh, that everything was fake that it was like this cabal of liars then you have to make a lot of assumptions from a lot of people and some of those people have uh, top secret <laughs> clearances Mm, but isn't it um isn't it almost the same to to assume that the character is such that they wouldn't lie isn't that just the same leap as assuming they would it's just no, a, it's the same leap in a different direction like most people most of the time will not lie even liars don't lie most of the time like there's mm -hmm. there's just no reason like that's that's not how people lie they they all, always lie about a few key subjects that they wish to lie if you if you look at uh, lies in history what they would lie about when they would lie about it's it's always just a select few lies and it's usually for a simple reason you know to save their own ass or to make a lot of money that one time and it's usually not this this many people mm. you have to you have to have a really good reason to have this many people for this period of time to not uh fess up i feel i feel like there's a sim um uh, generally there's a simple answer to this question is that they are just not lying most of these people at least that's uh the other way i would look at it is that uh, i really don't care mm. like i neither believe i neither uh, believe Lazar, neither disbelieve. What I see is that there's yeah, that's story. what I got from the documentary. I was, I was gonna, I was, I was kind of gonna ask you that at the end of the show. Do, what, do you believe him? Because it, watching the whole documentary, you don't, you, it is unbiased. You know, you don't say if you believe him or not. You, you know, but yeah, what I would, what I would say is that uh, <clears throat> it's a bit hard to say. But when Stanton Friedman was asked about uh, like like uh, wh what was the like the original UFO case it was the from 47 the Roswell or Betty yeah Roswell when when yeah. he was asked about Roswell like what's the proof for Roswell like like everyone you could say the same thing about you're saying about what people are saying about Bob that everyone could be a liar in that case as well but mm. what Stanton said is that there was also, a... Betty and Barney Hill as well you know he did a lot of work on that yeah but in regards to um, like the the 47 case is that he said that there was a government cover-up right and he could find proof of that cover-up and if there wasn't if people would be lying, uh, then they, it wouldn't make sense to see that government cover up. 
Like that's the, the cover up itself is proof. And in the Bob Lazar case, I see some proof of a cover up, not mm -hmm. necessarily the best proof. I mean, we can, we can check it if you want, but I can, I can, you know, we have documents where you can see that people are lying. Like the Los Alamos is factually lying about something. Um, we can know that now because some people did some research last year that we can, I think we can confidently say that Los Alamos did lie in writing about this, this one thing. So if, if there's a government cover up and, and there's a little bit of evidence, then I think, and, and we have Teller as well, mm -hmm. right? Which also feels like a government cover up. Also we have Bob messing up his own education record, which also fits into this, uh, this cover up. So there's some evidence. And if I, I feel like that's, that's, uh, that makes me believe that, uh, there's something there, at least on an emotional level, on a rational level, if, if I'm going for rational, I would say that there's enough evidence to continue this research. Like, I don't want to accept it. I don't want to deny it, but there's enough. Like I cannot, I could not find anything. If, if I looked some, not superficially, but I looked it very deeply, then I could not find something that I could, uh, deny what Pope Lazar said. Hmm. I, I must admit on the, the education front, cause I know lots, like lots of people pull the education thing up. That's one of the, one of the things that personally I'm, I, I'm I'm happier to explain away because if you have somebody that's um, going to go and work on like experimental technology, like so so, so mm. exotic as uh, crashed UFO technology, um, I would imagine that those people that sign up to that would be um, like wiped. You know, for all intents and purposes, I, 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 I don't, I don't see why that's difficult to believe that the right records of. I, I'm surprised the records are there. If if he did it, I'm surprised the records are there from where he went to primary school. You know, it's you. We have um, people that go to court to testify against gangsters and stuff like that, and we make those people disappear. We give them new identities and stick them in a different country so that so they can testify. I don't. I. I I 100% believe we would do that with scientists if they were used, if they were going to do something like this. That would just make sense to me. Yeah, I think probably one of the reasons why anyone would hire Bob for that kind of uh, job is because you could wipe his record. He didn't write any uh, papers. Uh, he didn't have any kind of, he wasn't in a yearbook. He didn't have, and he was in like the most time he spent in the same school was two years, right? He, he a lot of people would have forgotten him. Um, it's that's the so I feel like that was one of the reasons he was hired, if he was hired, of course. And yeah, and for sure you could remove his everything that was not in in someone's private hands. Right. If if you had a fifty students who had a if you had a fifty students who had the same yearbook with his picture on it, you cannot remove that. Uh, 
or that would be extremely difficult, especially because you have all these different, uh, like you have economics and you would not go to the economic students to get their yearbooks to get rid of Lazar. So that would not be feasible, but if he wasn't in the yearbook to begin with, then he was like the greatest candidate for this. Also, he was young. I feel like any kind of uh, education he would have required, he, they could have, he could have gotten it after he was employed. Yeah, even down to the, um, like the, uh, the brothel owning and stuff like that, you know, it's, uh... It, it it would make sense to have people that were intelligent enough to do the job, but compromised. I get that. That mm. I do because people always bring up the the brothel thing, and I and I think, well, actually, no, that's that's the opposite. You know, yeah. that is a good good that is a good guy to have. That's got some fucking. He's got some shit in his closet that he didn't want to get out. Mm. Yeah, it's, I think they just didn't care about the brothel or wouldn't care about it. I mean, the thing it... is, with a lot of the debunkers, though, that that taught that that well, I, you can't really debunk the Bob Lazar case. You can you can pull it apart. You can you can take you can take the pieces away and see what you have left. If there's anything there that you can hold on to, to say this story still is strong. Hmm. But there's nobody who can say 100%. You know, he, even, and it, I don't know if, if Jeremy can join us tonight or not, but he said he'll try and join us. Um, even Jeremy has said um, that, you know, he wants to believe the story. And, mm. you know, he, he started, get, he was, he, he got into ufology because of Bob Lazar, which is kind of what you've done, uh, weaponized. You've got, you, yeah, I mean, that was that was the reason, but I don't, I don't want it to be true. I'm perfectly fine with it being false. I just like this is this is a question that I want an answer for. Mm. So, but would you say that where you are at the moment in like in researching it, because it it sounds like you 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 believe it from where you are right now? Yeah, I mean, you have to consider what I talk about in the documentary at yeah. the ending and because that was the most surprising is that when I went to Pierce College uh, which it seems nobody else did but when I went to there they would just give me all this these kinds of small information that would make like that could have gone either way like mm -hmm. that could have affected me positively or the story positively or negatively. And the fact that everything that I found seems to, you know, uh, like improve the case for Lazar. Like there are so many places where I could have, where that story could have died. Mm. There's like at least 10 places where, you know, if that date was one day before, if, uh, if that teacher would have, uh, taught a different class and that's that's it's an interesting thing why why he was named right that's that's like a, that's a conspiracy theory there right there but everything like what what Pierce told me right because I they sent me an email when I asked them uh, 
that all of these all of these small things can uh, could have could have any one of these things could have destroyed that story and the fact that it didn't like it just means i have to continue i feel like like i i have to move on but, yeah uh, no i get i get i get that i see that's that's my thing with the lazar thing i am um, i don't know what to think about it but I, I don't believe it's just a um, just a flight of fancy of fantasy. Sorry, from like one person that decided he wanted to try and like be famous for some strange reason because the yeah, it's gone yeah, on the, so long. Like the the motivations don't make sense. It's, it's, it's just it's, not there. In fact, in fact, if it's done anything, I mean, I don't know. Someone someone might be able to smart me up here. But given his line of work, especially with him doing the um, like United Nuclear thing and, and selling, you know, things that you yep. you need to go through all sorts of regulations to go and sell, um, it it would be easier, surely, for him to do that job if he wasn't Bob Lazar, the crazy UFO guy, and he was just Bob Lazar, the scientist. I feel his day to day work would be a lot easier without the UFO stuff. Yeah. And and it makes sense that if he believed that he's going, he was about to get killed, then you know, it makes sense that he would go public. But yeah, for, well, but, yeah. But, the minute but is there any other reason why he would go public? He doesn't seem like the guy who's who likes that kind of uh, interest yeah. in him. I mean, it, it's it that, that makes hundred percent sense because if you're going to be killed for your information. Then you just give out your information because at that at that point the the only reason let let's just say he he was in danger of his life because of this story. If he goes and tells it and makes the story public, the even if you take away the fact that killing him then would just like it would back up the story. But the only reason to kill him out of that would then be malice, because if if you were going to kill him originally because of the story and the story's already out there. Then there's no point in killing him, so it well, just back it up. There, there is a point to to prevent others to from doing the same. So there is, you would, you might do it. So there is, no, there maybe. is a point. I, I a think to, but you still want to. You don't want to do it, uh, if possible. I think mm. you would want to avoid uh, leaving bodies. Did you are you aware of the uh, Eric Weinstein um, wanting to have a chat with this guy that was yeah. on Joe Rogan? So there's yeah, not I've... been a there's not been a response to to Eric Weinstein from from anybody like on on Lazar's side of the tent. To so I mean. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't see it happening because I think Weinstein would have would need to agree to the same kind of, you know, regulations that Joe Rogan agreed to, mm. you know, to not ask specific questions and stuff like that. Uh, but on the other hand, well, yeah, they could they could go for a meal like beforehand and then yeah, they could but do would this... would Eric? Agree to anything. I don't see him agreeing. Well, all Lazar to... has to say, though, is we discussed this. I'm not going to discuss that. Yeah. 
You can, one, you know. one thing, one thing I will caveat with the with the idea of like Rogan having to jump through all the hoops though to get Bob Lazar on. Rogan wanted to interview Bob Lazar. That's one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. But I um, it was Rogan didn't need to interview Bob Lazar. Bob Lazar and especially Jeremy Corbell needed to go on Joe Rogan. Without that podcast, um, Bob Lazar on the Flying Saucer, the documentary on Netflix, falls on Netflix, probably does okay, and then people f- instantly forget about it because of that. Uh, because of that podcast, Bob Lazar was thrust back into the spotlight again, and Jeremy Corbell became a celebrity within the field. Like a real yeah. celebrity. Yeah, I ag- I agree that Jeremy needed Joe Rogan, but Bob yeah. Bob didn't. He I think he's just like I feel like that uh, Bob is doing all of this just to to make to keep the story alive because he believes that it's important enough to keep it alive. Mm. I, d- I don't just... believe I don't believe he doesn't get any money from the documentary though. That's one thing. I mean, he said that he didn't. Mm. He, I, for sure, he got money from the book and the posters and the T-shirts. Yeah. I mean, at the time he said that he didn't get any money. At the time, he didn't get any money, and mm. so I really don't care either way. Oh no! It's. I mean, it. It doesn't necess- It doesn't necessarily. Um, it doesn't necessarily debunk something because. Um, the because you're getting paid for it. I think right now the the uh, there's there's definitely some people I think that are out there, not even just in the UFO world. Um, people that are out there talking about like the the, the thing that happened over the last couple of years that you got on YouTube. I think they are they're, they're out there doing conferences, you know, and they're you're paying fifteen twenty pounds for a ticket to go and li- uh, look at uh, listen to Doctor. Um, Mahindra is I can't I can't, I can't yeah I can't yeah, yeah I can never say his name um I 100% believe that man and I think what he's doing he is doing it because uh it's it's for the greater good of everybody mm. but you know, you've still got to sustain yourself while you're on this virtuous quest yeah it's it well he if he can make some money right he will and on the side it's it's also his legacy like that's I, I feel like that's why he wrote his biography mm-hmm. so that once he's dead you we will still have that and historians can look back and you know he did say that you know we just didn't read it like that and stuff like that do you feel like we'll way. ever know either way so clearly i was just going to say that if 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 it is lie right if it is just something he's fabricated and he does keep it going till his death. It would be an um, it would be an awful weight to die with, you know. Like if you if you've essentially misled a big part of the world, and it, I, it's it, it, you don't want to be dying believing in karma if that's true. Yeah, but I don't. Somehow I don't get that. Uh... I don't see that he's on under on on under any weight like that. No, no, no. I think I think you're right. Yeah, but I yeah I agree that 
that that's what I said about John Lear as well. For him, he, that would have been a, a lot of weight. <clears throat> Lee, Lee asked you earlier, and again, you did a very, it's not a biased documentary either way. You just, you just put the stuff out as you'd seen it. Um, do you, if you had to, do you, how do I put this? Do you believe Bob Lazar? Do you believe? Do you do you do you do you one hundred percent believe him? Not hundred percent, but right now I would say that. Give me, give me a percentage. I like percentages. Fifty-one. Fifty. <laughs> Fifty-one. Fifty-one. Fifty-one percent. <laughs> you believe him? Yeah, I, it it doesn't really matter the percentage. I've, that's so, it. The, doc, the documentary, it's 50 50, the way you've done it anyway. There is no for or against. You just put it out of the way you saw it. Um, But yeah, 51. Yeah, I didn't ex expect that answer. So that's the whole point of that's supposed to be what research is like is that mm. you're, uh, you can always be proven wrong. I can be wrong. It, it can, you know, tomorrow the reality can change. So I try not to get attached to any kind of uh, belief or anything like that. I, I, I mean, you said it yourself, you're quite new to the UFO um, community. Now, we did a, a video at our our live stream last week, the title was The Flying Saucers Are Dead. Then things don't pop up anymore. We, we, we just don't see them. And my argument with it would be, how can we never see flying saucers? You know, with all these the modern technology that we have, every, every man and his dog has a mobile phone. We get lights in the sky, but we... I don't think I've had one submission to alien addict of a flying saucer that I'd go, holy shit, that's amazing. Now, if it's right, if we're going to go down the truth path, path for Bob Lazar, now, you've been looking into Bob Lazar like, for quite a few, few months and you've been religiously looking at it every single... Is it like constantly to make this documentary you've gone yeah like every day a few hours for sure so we we've seen no kind of flying saucers of late nothing that that is real you know the rest of it's cgi bob lazar said on the joe rogan podcast that he believes those things were from an archaeological dig did he ever did Some he ever say that in any other video that you've watched? Or was I that... can say I I try to remember because I wasn't I wasn't paying attention to that specific. Uh, now I'm now I would so if I if I hear it I would say but I couldn't find any confirmation, but it's it's possible that he just forgot to mention it anywhere. It happens because that was a new thing that for for a lot of the people in the UFO community that that said that they were like 
I've never heard Lazar say that before. That they were from yeah, an yeah, he, they were from he an never said it. Movie. Other people said it, but I don't remember him ever saying it. In uh, you know, I don't think it's in his biography or in articles. I I can't recall anything. It might explain why we don't see flying saucers anymore. Maybe the the the, the relics, you know, the, they're old. Well, what? Well, they, I think, if they functioned and like what Lazar said in his uh, in the nineteen ninety one Lazar tape, is that the it, there was an exchange program between the. It is and uh, like United States government, and that they gave us the element one fifteen and some of the saucers, at least. Mm -hmm. So that's what he said, and you know it's possible. It's also possible that some some of some crashed and later were found. Mm -hmm. So an archaeological dig is not, uh, but it's also possible that he misinterpreted what he read, like. I mean, I, I, I think the idea that the uh, if, if if they weren't crashed and they were recovered probably holds more weight with me because they because they, they don't have to be extraterrestrial then you know they they could be if you, if you look at the like Hancock's theory of um, like this uh, constant. The Earth going through constant cataclysms and like with a you Which, know we, can, we, I just, can I just quickly add like we're getting Hancock's gardener on sorry go on yeah that's wild what a, what a crazy turn of events that is um, the the fact that we could have had civilization to a technical to a technical point maybe beyond where we are maybe maybe not beyond where we are but a few times I. I kind of prefer the idea that maybe we've found these things. You know, it's a, the. I mean, let's face it. There has to be something going on down in Antarctica. Like there has to be something there in Antarctica which is more important than just keeping penguins safe, because that Antarctic treaty is absolutely bulletproof, and there's no other treaty I can think from international, uh, like an international treaty that's been able to withstand what that's withstood. Um. So I could kind of, I can kind of get on board with the idea that these things might have just been, you know, they, they could have been thousands of years old, you know, like unbelievably advanced technology that we've we've lost through five or six cataclysms, and then at some point we've found a found a shiny edge sticking out of the ground somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the it is like all the description of the grays, the ebons, or whatever, or even what Bob Lazar said, were extremely humanoid, just, you know, they have a head, legs, arms, fingers, they have internal organs, eyes in the front, two eyes, two ears, two, everything is like a, is like a human. Have you seen, is there... Is there a clip of Bob Lazar saying what they look like? Because I don't believe Bob Lazar's ever said he's seen one. There is a. So he saw, yeah, he he. I know he. I know Lazar he saw tip. something when he walked past. No, the no, door. no, no. He got reports, and in one of the reports, he saw a dissected alien, according to him, where, you know, I don't know if he saw his, 
he probably saw his its head but i'm not a hundred percent but he saw the internal organs post it's it's hard to say what exactly saw but he i know he heard it was from is it zeta reticuli or whatever it's called yeah that's a, that's also from a report um but, but so 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 in that report he saw yeah pictures pictures of it is i mean dissected like they they i don't remember, remember exactly what he said but where is this from where is this from i, I need well, to this see is that. the um, this is the I've same i've never seen where... a clip of him saying that and yeah, i need this... to see that that's great uh, this is uh, the Bob Lazar tape from 91. The, it's the same tape that uh, that you have the Edward Do me Keller a favor, clip. send me that link. I want to watch that uh, after the show. A, in the description, there's like a playlist. Oh, right. Oh, right. Brilliant. So, so guys, so the the video, the interview is... I, I hope you don't mind what I've put it up for you so you can... You can literally just make it on, make it a uh, thingy after the show finishes. Mm-hmm. Still unlisted, sure. but I've put it there ready straight mm-hmm. away for after the show for people to watch. But you've it's left fine. all the references from everything you found. Yeah, it's it's in everything is in there. Right, I need to work. I need to go go looking through some of those uh, references because I need to see that clip where he describes the aliens. Never seen that. Truly, never seen it. Yeah, some of these videos sometimes get deleted, but I don't think that will be deleted. That the Bob Lazar tape should be should be there, and it should be it should stay there. I'm guessing, but if not, I have every I have everything downloaded. You know, uh, there's I have I have like a playlist, and I'm always watching what disappears. Like I think four videos disappeared too in three months. Usually yeah. it's just copyright or something. I mean, this for, for one, this is why we didn't want to play this. I mean, you said play the whole documentary on the show uh, and we'll do commentary in between. One, the show would have gone on for quite some time. But yeah. two, you've put quite a bit of effort in that. You've put some effort into it, you know, so you deserve for people to go watch it themselves. You know, I, I, I the one thing that me and Lee will never do is take the what you call it what's the words i'm looking for lee take piss. the take the piss yeah we're not going to take the piss so yeah i think you know you've put some work into it people should go watch yeah. it <laughs> thanks for, for themselves in in some ways if somebody downloads it and puts it up that's i mean that's not necessarily a bad thing for me because if it ever gets copyright striked at least there would be a like a copy from someone else. Like if 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 there was ten thousand people having my video on, then it would be pointless to copyright strike it <laughs> because you cannot copy strike ten thousand people. So when it comes to um, putting a video like that together. How how do you know when to end it when it comes to Bob Lazar? You know, when when do you, what point for you is that like that's the end bit of the video, that's how I'm gonna end it. How do you decide that when you're putting together that sort of like that the the story you're putting together all the jigsaw pieces? 
well, I already have uh, like a plan, so I knew what the next video will be. I already have the material, most of the script is written. So I just I knew I knew that the like the theory, like like the like the the whole documentary, as you call it. I, I'm not sure I would call it a documentary, but I guess it's fine. But the question, the cent, the central question of uh, Bob Lazar, at least the reason why he's being uh, dismissed, is mm -hmm. his education, and that's why I have the education in this video, and also. The other part of the video is why that education uh, record is so abysmal, right? That's the other part of the documentary, the, like like the story of how how we reached this point, mm -hmm. and it it makes like one one unit, and that that's why it's one video because even um, Stanton Friedman said like the only reason Stanton Friedman dismissed Bob was the education. It's not anything else. It's just the education. That, that's it. He never made any argument about anything else ever. About, you know, about Papoose Lake, the lights, about about John Lear, because all of those stuff are, um, <clears throat> they are not concrete. The education is concrete to some extent. The The rest is just guessing. Like that John Lear, you know, lied about this, lied about that, or somebody else lied about some, something so you, else, or something looks like something so else. You, so you know Stanton, Stanton did have a conversation, I believe, with Bob Lazar over the phone, but yeah. you you must have seen the uh, Stanton Freeman when he's with Jeremy Corbell and they have that kind of like... Uh, well, well yeah. basically, basically, where Jeremy gets the whole crowd on board, uh, kind of against yeah. Stanton. I, I watched the beginning. I yep. couldn't finish. You couldn't finish watching it. Why? Why was yeah, that? I don't think. I mean, it was maybe it was just a clip, but I'm oh, pretty okay. sure it oh, was. Uh... I I don't remember, but it's possible that I was watching the whole thing and I just uh, it was pointless. It felt like they were not arguing anything. Well, well, no, well, no. I mean, Stanton was arguing his education, and yeah. Jer and Jeremy Corbell was like basically getting the crowd involved. But yeah, and that's that's be, just be, not interesting for me. But be, but it's here's the here's the thing though. You might find this interesting. Stanton in that in in that discussion with Corbell said he tried to speak to Lazar that the, the the day before when they were that when they were at that conference together and Lazar had to go he wouldn't speak to Stanton face to face I mean he he so he had that one phone call and after that never so it's the, not the, just that never, as far as I know no. they've never had a face to face never. I think you that know, was intentional like that was why that was super why if you've got nothing to, ha you you you're all, you've already put your balls like, and no, it's it's like once on a plate you, once for you everybody give, to see. So once you give the misinformation, like you 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 give it to someone else, you you don't want to talk to them ever again, like you don't want them to question you because they might figure it out. 
that they've been used, right? So it it wouldn't make sense for Lazar to talk to Stanton again. Be for Lazar's telling the truth. Why wouldn't it make sense for Lazar? To speak no, it's Stanton? because he's telling the truth. Like he lied about his own education, and he's just you know he's trying to protect his uh, daily life. Like and like he ju he just wants to keep a low profile, and he wants the feds to be off his back. And to do that, he had to talk to Stanton, right? I think, like that. I think that's probably, at least that's my idea, is that that was part of the deal. Is that he talks to Stanton and then he shuts it down. But what if he couldn't shut it down? What if Stanton could not shut it down and Stanton no, no, was on board? No, Bob, Bob shut it down. Like he, he wouldn't talk more. Okay, oh, okay yeah, got you. I, I mean... I kind of get what you're saying, but at the same time, um, if 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 I was Bob Lazar and I knew my shit, like I I knew what I was talking about when it comes to physics and everything like that. People like yeah. Weinstein, Weinstein. I mean, Stanton's not around anymore. Rest in peace. Um, but like, if... maybe, maybe that same conversation that he had with Joe Rogan. At that dinner table, he could have had that with Stanton. Well, if if there's an agreement, like, and I imagine that if there's an agreement, it would have taken some time. That, like, it it wasn't just one day that the government made an agreement with Bob, but it it, it took some months. They were debating and they finalized some kind of contract. And then you would you would have that contract, mm -hmm. and whatever he cannot do, he cannot do. And everything else he can do and he will do like bob bob probably wants to do everything he can do but he will not do something that he's not allowed to because that's that's the deal is to keep everything just just to just to keep the the contract like the the so stay in the bounds of the contract because that's how he can avoid getting in trouble. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, but at the same time, I don't understand how he can't get in, in any more trouble. You know, if you, if you no, just. But he's, he's not in any trouble right now and he hasn't been for a long while. Right. He hasn't been in any trouble since 1990. In any trouble, essentially. I mean, there are some. You know they raid uh, his workplace, but that's that's like that's not real trouble. What I would cons so he wouldn't he wouldn't lie or do something drastic just because he got raided. So, so once in ten years, explain to me and, and the audience. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if Lee, Lee, do you get this? How would he get in any more trouble? Bob. Yeah, I, no, I'm saying, do you get it as well? Because I'm trying to fathom how he would get in any more trouble. Well, it like, depends but, if he knows more. That's the thing. If if if, if he has, if, no, if, but if, how would he get him into more trouble if by speaking to people like if he had spoken to Stanton? I if mean, he, if if he speaks to Weinstein, it's a it's a if it's a breach of contract, 
if it's a breach of contract, then contract they can continue between Bob and the, the government. Like if there was, if they finalized some kind of deal in 1990, let's say, which had so that uh, Bob wouldn't disclose, Bob wouldn't show his master's degrees, he wouldn't talk about his uh, his teachers, he wouldn't talk about uh, the students he knew, he wouldn't anything, he wouldn't give up element 115, right? If there's that kind of contract between him and the government, then he needs to abide by that contract. And if he doesn't, then what happened before 1990, which is the psychological torture, like people messing with him constantly, then that would come back probably. And there are other ways to, like when you have uh, that much authority where you call a, a policeman and you can just, okay, go home, right? You can just tell the policeman to go home and not bother because we are doing something at his and this at this guy's house, and you know we have a, we have a badge that that says that you cannot interfere with us. If you have that kind of power, you can do a lot of things to a person, and I think that's what he he would want to avoid. It's interesting that he's never spoke about being under some sort of non-disclosure agreement, though. I don't he, know what. He, for sure, he cannot say that he he has a he like he cannot say that he's a sellout. I would say mm. I don't think that he said the only contract he spoke about was uh, which might be true, might be false, but he said that he had contracts with MIT and Caltech. Mm. See that that's the sort of thing that's that's really weird for, for me with him because. If you go and work on like top secret stuff, you're going to have to sign non-disclosure agreements. Um, yeah, but that's that's the one. So that one, the prior ones, he did talk about, and he did break those already. Mm. But that, I think that's a uh, that's like a different. Like once you break it, uh, it's like uh, irrelevant. Like you have to make a new contract. Yeah, but if you, I mean, there's pretty severe ramifications if you break a like non-disclosure agreement, and that's just in general, like general day-to-day -day stuff. Like the, um, I I I once had to do a um, a, a visit to the Mercedes Formula One factory in the in the off season when they were when they were building the 2018 car, I think it would have been, uh, and I had to sign a non-disclosure agreement before. Before I was allowed for the like, for the tour around the factory, in case I saw something I didn't see, see and ran off to Ferrari or McLaren or something like that. Um, and so and that's like that's sport. So can you I, I imagine how tight the security work would be? I mean, even even down to like I, I was allowed to go in, into the factory with my mobile phone. I had to have all of the cameras, including the selfie camera and the like the depth camera on my Coming iPhone. Up covered up with stickers mm -hmm. yeah um, I, mean, I mean ndas are pretty serious if you can enforce them but if you mm -hmm. cannot enforce them then it's uh you know it's based on trust and uh who has the bigger stick there's a there's a thing going out going around at the minute is lazard congress oh there we go jennifer yeah that cannot happen i i checked 
this this is the thing as long as they are talking about uaps and lazar knows where they are from they are they are not the same thing it's not i identified unidentified mm -hmm. if it's identified it's not unidentified i checked the definition of unidentified area phenomena and it's it does what lazar saw doesn't qualify and so Jennifer's saying here that element 115 ha had been discovered before Lazar. I know what happened is it was predicted before Lazar. There was a like a six page article in Scientific American, I think. And there's like, Thanks, there's like a sentence in it and the, in the sentence. It, so the it's, it's got super heavy elements. I think the article and there's one sentence about 115. So this is what we were discussing earlier yeah. uh, when, when I said when I said that if Lazar switched on to this, let's just say that they had. Let's just say, for argument's sake, he made all this story up. He could quite he could have quite easily predicted element one fifteen though. Yeah, but he never said he never claimed that uh, that proves his point. Jeremy Corbell might have said something along those lines, but Bob Lazar never said. Bob Lazar said it. He was there was a fifty-fifty chance that he was correct. What did you make of uh, Jeremy Corbell and the work that he's done with Lazar? I mean, I think he's for what he's doing. I think he's perfect. You know, you don't want. He's friendly. People trust him. I mean, trust him with information, not necessarily with uh, expertise. But uh, generally, I would say, like, you don't want like um, Einstein to do this stuff because he might see and find stuff that that you don't want. I I don't know how much he knows. I don't know how much he knows. He quite a lot. I have seen the logs. I have seen the videos. We have attempted shootdowns of UAPs on a regular basis. We're talking as recently as last Friday. So he does yeah, know quite a bit. He claims to know, but I'm I'm talking about Lazar. Yeah, yeah. Like, how does he know where he went for the undergraduate years after Pearson? So between Pearson and Caltech, does he know that? For example, that would be one question. Does he know the name of the classmates he had there? Did he contact any of them? Like, does does he have the same names as I have, right? I would That's... have thought that, 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 that Carbell's done some extensive work when it comes to the Lazar case. I would, I would, well, I would hope so, anyway. I don't, I, no, I, I, I mean, surprised if he hasn't. It's, it's also, how much Bob, because Bob could have, so Bob can give him students, but like he can give him, give him students from Caltech, right? Which is different or MIT or probably not MIT, but he might give some people from Caltech. And that's again, different, at least mm -hmm. for me, because I'm more interested before Caltech because he was at Caltech allegedly for one year. And that's not a, it wouldn't even matter if if you find something i mean how many people would remember plus it was a master's degree so it's if it's the 
If so, somebody finds just one friend, just one friend that like that went to college with Bob or whatever, that that would speak volumes. Game changer. Just one, yeah. especially if 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 it was like one friend that could produce photographs of them, you know, uh, when when they were there, you know, maybe at a party, something like that. Had some stories, you know, just just no, normal college everyday stories something yeah that's that's why it's uh, interesting that uh, you have this gap between pierce and uh, and caltech like you have these two years missing between the two schools uh for the uh, not even two years it's it's actually three years you have three years missing and nobody ever said anything about those three years Ever, mm. which, which makes me believe that the reason might be is because there's something there mm -hmm. that you can find that you are not supposed to find. I don't know what it is, but you know we might find it at one point. Well, mate, I, 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 I wish you the best of luck with this for this uh, documentary. I hope, I hope it goes down a treat. Uh, mm. It is in the description. I hope everybody goes and checks it out. Yeah. Uh, you, you you spent some time on it, mate. Spent some time on it. I appreciate. Yeah, that. I did, es especially mm -hmm. editing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I I take it by the uh, the way you talked before. You you work on a second part for it as well. Yeah, yeah. Everything. So everything else, every objection that's uh, not in this video will be in the second part. Everything regarding his marriage, regarding the you know the brothel, everything else will be in the second part. So if people put stuff in the comments and ask you, if the, yeah, yeah, can you I, look into this? Yeah, if you have something that you want answered, feel free to put a comment anywhere where I can find it. Also, when well, you're more than welcome to come on when the next the next video is ready to go. Yeah. Absolutely. You are also welcome to invite me back whenever you feel like it. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. You know, there are there are not many people here who care about this stuff as I said before. Like, so. Yeah, it it well, the it's a bit like that, isn't it? With even even though there's more of it in the UK, it's not like you can just walk in somewhere and speak to speak to people about this sort of stuff. It's uh you're still you're still definitely tarred with the wackadoodle brush as yeah, soon as you do. Have have you heard the good news? Jesus was an alien. <laughs> I, I tell you what, I'd like to see weaponized. I mean, you've got you've got something unique that you, you're not in England and you're not in the United States. So I, I don't know exactly the location. So, so I don't, and I don't need to dox yourself. But it would be great to do. Did you say it's east of Europe, kind of east area? Of yeah. If you would do look look into the whole UFO thing around that there. Because the thing is, with Americans and people from the UK, is we will look. We, we hear rumors about other places, but it's hard for us to actually get. You know that boots on the ground thing. If you're if you're in that area, you could. There's a whole. You you may be sat on something that 
would be of great interest to people in in ufology if you're going to get into this field and you're starting with lazar i would i would look at home because if these if these things are real and they're in our skies they're not just over america in the uk you know well who knows everywhere they might they might really like english food or something or the accent (laughs) but yeah if if i see something i I might look into it and but here's the thing uh from my point of view even if you find a ufo and you take a a great picture a great video it probably wouldn't matter that that's how i see it for me it wouldn't matter because here, here you have an object that can fly faster than the speed of light, and you can decide what you're going to do do with it. You know, are you going to shoot it or talk about it? And that's pretty much the extent. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. Those are your choices. Yeah, don't shoot it, people. No. Either way, they, they, I mean, these these stories are. It's it's easy to get like pretty nihilistic when it comes to speaking about stuff which goes against the norm but realistically it's it's what makes things interesting you know it's the it, it's mysteries like Bob Lazar and uh, anything like, even when people talk, talk about like, rumors of Atlantis and stuff like that regardless of how how much credibility some of these things do these some of these things have it's it's just interesting to talk about them. And I think even if you, even for people in the chats and other people in the chat that don't necessarily like believe Bob, Bob Lazar, but there is merit in like having these sort of thought experiments and talk about this, this stuff, because he, even if Lazar has, even if Lazar talks a hundred percent nonsense, but the fact that you're on this channel suggests that, you believe in UFOs. If you're in the chat, you believe in UFOs. You might believe in aliens. You might believe that they come from the mid center of the earth. But the top and bottom of it is that Lazar has brought more eyes onto the subject. And Jeremy Corbell's brought more eyes onto the subject. And uh, Rogan has done like a multitude of goods to get people to take this sort of stuff seriously. So, it's, we should all we should all at least ex- accept that it's fun. It's fun talking about yeah, this stuff. I I agree, hundred percent. It is Absolutely. fun. Absolutely. Here, here. Um, I'll drink to that. Yeah. Thanks very much, guys. Um, I look forward to the next episode of yeah. our show. Ollie, you're you're not with me next Friday, are you? I'm not with you next Friday. But we before we do go, let's plug. We'll plug the dock. The doc is in the description, people. Yeah. Weapon, weaponize yeah. ASD. Is it? It's not your first video because I've seen you've deleted videos because I've seen your views. Yeah, that was just a, just an overview of the story. There was nothing. In no, there. no, no. But you've had other videos up before, but they've all been deleted. No, I mean, no. There was on this channel. There was only one. Oh, there was only one. Oh, okay. I. I I looked at the views and it's like 700 views, so that was something there before. Yeah, yeah. Well, go go check out the something top though. secret. Yeah, yeah. It, it is in the description, people. Uh, and it is it's going to be live straight after the show. Yep, yeah. I will do it now. So thanks, thanks for having me. And 
No problem. No worries, mate. You get yourself to bed. I know it's late where you are. We appreciate you coming on. See you later, buddy. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. There we go. What a nice guy. What a nice guy. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, lovely guy. Lovely guy. I mean, the the, the thing the thing is as well, when it comes to um, people believing in Bob Lazar and people not believing in Bob Lazar, We've we've been we've been into Bob Lazar for for quite some time, and yeah. never quite made his mind up. I mean, I was a kid. I was a kid when I saw that. Um, I mean, well, well, sorry, I was a kid when I saw the interview, like the interview with Dennis. And now, obviously, that when I saw it, it was a few years after it had happened. Um, so you, you, I mean, you can you could argue that. He might have been my first sort of interaction with this sort of stuff. Mm. It was definitely around the X Files time. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's it's like all these things, isn't it? Like great mysteries are just difficult to get rid of. Yeah, I mean, I'm sh- I'm sure this won't be the last show on Lazar. No, absolutely. I, I definitely want to get Jeremy on to to do a full thing on Lazar um, yeah I'd like, like when, when it when he's free um it was kind of last minute me asking him to come on mm-hmm. um and I thought it would be because he let's face it I mean you don't know all the the cogs when it comes no. to the case we, we just don't we're just interested in it um I would say down the line I've fallen off the Lazar train and gone into the corner where it's like, I don't know if I believe Lazar anymore. I want to, though. I mm. do want to. Um, I do. Well, look, we're going to um, uh, we're gonna get more Lazar because I I guarantee, as, as much as I can guarantee something, um, this Logan Paul thing with Lazar. Well, Logan Paul will look at uh, will that. Get will revitalize it. 100%. That will look at something. Um, I, I get, and again, I, I can't. Everything seems to be dripping along so perfectly. I still can't look away from the fact that I think all this might be planned for some sort of nefarious purpose. What that purpose is, I haven't got a clue. But I, you know, I constantly say to people, since the end of 2019, for various reasons, it's like we've been living in a fucking sci-fi movie. Absolutely. So, but, at least... Yeah, you... And if we are walk, walking towards the end of days, at least it's interesting, and there's plenty of content. <laughs> Speaking of plenty of content, so you're, you're, you're running the Friday and the, and the Sunday next week. Well, yeah. I, well, I, well, I'm out of the picture, so, yeah, so you're we, not going to get any ginger bearded warrior here, but you're going to get the ginger bearded lover. Yeah, we need to talk about that. The uh, hopefully, hopefully, my man lover uh, Dave will be able to make the Sunday show as normal, uh, and we will sort some equally, if well, trying equally as handsome. Dave's I pretty need, handsome. Man. I might text. Uh, I, I might want to speak to. Uh, I would be jealous if. Because literally, um, Graham Hancock's gardener, it's, it sounds so so bizarre, contacted me the other day. Yeah. Uh, you've seen the email, Lee? Yes, I have. I genuinely think that's James, uh, James, Graham Hancock's gardener. 
I've seen his YouTube channel. It's very garden-esque. Um, yeah. But he's really into the whole, like, uh, Nazi UFO theory thing as well. So I said, listen, never mind, Graham. I appreciate you. If you can get Graham Hancock on the show, that would be amazing. But I want to talk some Nazi UFOs. Yeah, I mean, the... <sighs> the Nazi UFO thing has always been a story that won't go away. Um, I'm, I, I've always been of the opinion that if, um, if the Nazis have had UFO technology, we'd probably be talking German. So the, uh, yeah. that, that goes against the Nazi uh, UFO technology. I do hope though, if he's looked into this stuff, um, he's also looked into the like the fact they went looking for the Ark of the Covenant and the Holy Grail and stuff like that. Like I, I find the idea that the they to be so wrapped up in the war effort, but yet so soaked in like esoteric, like I'm gonna say mumbo jumbo, and I don't necessarily think it's mumbo jumbo. I just don't have the words to to articulate what I'm trying to say. Um, like I find that fascinating. Isn't it crazy how we have all this information about Nazis being into the occult and the, um, uh, I think uh, Himmler had, uh, was only discovered like maybe 10 years ago now. It probably, it probably is 10 years ago because I'm getting old. Um, but there was a secret room in Himmler's office when they looked at the plans, they realized that one of the rooms, that his office room was too small. And like, it yeah. was like, hang on, this, this room is bigger. They knocked down the room with the wall, which was the fake wall. And they found the largest private occult book collection ever discovered ever. Nobody has had a larger collection of occult, uh, occult books than uh, Himmler. Now, isn't it strange that, um, there's, it's just the Nazis. It's just the Nazis that were looking into all this occult stuff. How come there's never um, there's never stories of like the like the British Army sending a team off to try and find the Ark of the Covenant? Covenant, you know, uh, I, I I find it like fascinating. So hopefully, if he's gone down the uh, Nazi UFO train, then he's also gone gone down. You know, he's found that carriage as well. Because I th I think it's great. Not Nazi. Get him on in a couple of weeks or something. I thought you were going to say that. Oh, well, hang on a second, mate. Oh, no, not now. Already gone two hours. It's Sunday. Yeah, Sunday. Sunday. Great show, Lee. Awesome. Yeah, good show. Thanks, Ollie. Uh, thanks, uh, Weaponized A AS ASD. ASD. I can Link is in the A description for the for the doc. I was going to say ASL, and then remember that's American nineties internet, isn't it? <laughs> so uh, yeah, thanks a lot, guys. Uh, keep doing stuff. Smash the like button. Become channel members. Um, chuck us a super chat now, just to say thanks. I'll give you like ten <laughs> seconds. Ten seconds. Somebody do it. If somebody did it. I would be so happy. You'll get naked. I would no, I wouldn't get naked because our channel would get shut down. Um, but I'd be you, just, you could just take your pants off. No. Who says no one no one no one no. Well yeah, I'd have to stand up. That's not how pants work, Ollie. 
Oh, I've just thought pants in America is different, isn't it? No, well, kind of. They're still pants, aren't they? That they call underwear pants. Yeah, but you still yeah trousers are still pants as well. I think it's very much a swappable word. You know, <laughs> they yeah, get in, Mister Squatch. <laughs> Mister Squatch. Uh, yeah, I I'll think give, pants, I'll give you a nipple. <laughs> pants is a, a very much a swappable thing, much like no much like your mother and your town. So Tony and Marie look. It is in my opinion not interesting. I don't intend to answer it. If you ask me that question on camera, I will shut up. I will sit silent. You're not going to get an answer out of me on that. Okay. And if I ask you on camera if you know Bob Lazar, can you just say no? I will sit silently. Nipples. <laughs>